There are two questions that I get all the time from real estate investors. The first one is, how do I find deals or how do I find more deals? The second one is, how do I get funding for those deals? Well, I've got you covered. I've created a program that will help you find all the deals you could ever want and also how to fund all of those deals. It's called the Real Estate Find and Fund Blueprint. That's right, it's a blueprint that will teach you how to find those deals and how to get them all funded. If you go to findandfundblueprint.com, you can check out the details, you can get signed up. It's a four week program. I have designed it specifically to make sure that you leave that program with 100% confidence that you can find deals and get them all funded. It's by far the biggest problem that real estate investors have and they've always had this problem and I'm here to solve it for you. I wanna get right down into it. We're gonna get into the weeds and talk very, very specific about finding deals and getting them funded. Go check it out findandfundblueprint.com. I can't wait to see you. What we would do with that, we start like this. Hi, Mike. My name's Ari, and I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment. Okay. How can I do that? Okay. So the human nature is to say, just like you did, how can I help you? Because the key is remove every trigger that associates you with the negative salesperson stereotype. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, thank you for joining me on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you coming back for more if this is your first time listening. And thank you, I appreciate it. Hope we knock it out of the park for you. I hope we really crush this so you come back again and again because I like doing this. I like bringing great people on to help you grow your business, start your business, take it to the next level, become a better entrepreneur, and all of the great things that go along with it. Today, I have a great guest on. I have Ari Galper. Uh, he is the world's number one authority in trust-based selling, and you'll get to find out about all about that, what it is, what it means. He's also the author of Unlock the Sales Game and The One Call Sale. He's been featured on in CEO Magazine, Forbes, CNN, Sky News, Australian Financial Review, and is now the most sought after trust-based selling authority for advisors, consultants, business owners, and entrepreneurs, as well as major corporations like Citibank, Telstra, and GE. Guys, this was a fun conversation uh, with someone who has a completely different approach to sales that I think is really, really smart and really effective. So pay attention to this one. Get ready. I give you Ari Galper. All right, Ari, thank you for joining me here. I, I promised myself I wouldn't trip over your name and I just did it. Ari, thank you for being here. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, look, looking forward to it very much so. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's a pleasure and a real honor. Uh, you're uh, very well known out there in the sales world, and and it's just awesome to have you on and share uh, your specific brand of, of sales that I think is uh, just so awesome and, and really hits the mark in, in today's world for sure. I think it's timeless, but nowadays we need more of it than, than anything. Uh, but for those uh, listening to this who don't know who you are, haven't heard you speak, aren't familiar with your work, can we give them some context, some, some background on you, who you are, where you came from, and how you got involved? 
Yeah, so I probably got the accent. I'm from the U.S. originally. Now I live in Sydney, Australia. And my wife on a dating site, pre-swiping 20 years ago. Uh, she's from Sydney. Came out here, got married, got three kids. I've been here ever since. I run the whole thing uh, virtually. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so I've been at this for 20 years in this niche. And I've spent a lot of hours, a lot of time refining how to build deep, authentic trust with people in a sales conversation does not create awkwardness or chasing people, removes all the pain of selling. And um, there's a story behind this. If you want, I can share that. Yeah, about please, please do. I think it's important. So about 20 years ago, uh, I was a sales manager in a software company. We launched the first online website tracking tools, a collect website data. Now it's called Google Analytics. I'm sure you've probably heard of that. Yeah, I but, think I have heard of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but back, back then it was uh, not as popular, but we lost the first one and I was managing 18 salespeople at the time. And the opportunities came across my desk that were the big the big opportunities, the leads that were look really good. So this one lead came across my desk. I called him back. This was a big company and we had a great conversation. He agreed to a conference call and a demo to see our product on their websites uh, to see how it all works. So the day finally came was a conference call Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon. And if I close this one sale, it will literally double the revenue in one transaction. That's how big it was. It's a wow. really big opportunity, wow. big whale. So I uh, was excited. And the, the day finally came, I closed the door behind me. I was in the conference room with my CEO, a uh, big, long conference table. On the table is a speakerphone, the old school ones with the three legs on it, like Star oh, yeah. Trek looking corporate phones. Yep. And I dialed the number and my contact picks it up. He's like, hey, John. Hey, Ari, how's it going? We had a great conversation. And, I, and he says to me, Ari, let us tell you who's with us in the line today. I was like, oh, great. Didn't know there'd be someone else there. Next thing I hear is, my name's Chris. I'm CEO of the whole company. I was like, oh, this is perfect. My name is John. I'm head of global IT. Perfect. My name is Julia. I'm head of marketing. Oh, this is like everybody on this call was basically a decision maker. Yeah. Like they're all there. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now because this, this like they're all there. Yeah. Perfect people. So I, I introduced myself. I begin to give them a live demo over the web of their websites being collected in real time and show them all the live data they can log into and log in with them, showing them how it all works. As I'm showing this to them, I'm hearing these noises on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe we can see this. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? There was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They got the questions. <laughs> you got the answer. You're saying to yourself, oh, man, there's no resistance. This is like how sales should be every day. I yeah. was like on a high, yeah. you know, so I'm doing my thing. I'm professional, answering objections. I'm building rapport. And the call comes through close. And my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, oh, thank you, God. You know, I got the high five of my boss. He's like, Ari, nice job. Yeah. And so I said my goodbyes. I took my arm and I reached for the speakerphone on the, uh, on the off button on the speakerphone. And as I'm reaching for the off button by complete accident, now it's a divine intervention. I hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And a small click happened. And they thought I hung up the phone. In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, Go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. <laughs> Go where no one's ever gone before in the world of sales. So I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. 
Now, this is not a trick question, but what would you imagine? What would you expect them to have said after a call like that? I mean, the momentum tells me that they said, well, that guy was phenomenal. The product is great. You know, I I, I can't wait to get this in-house. It's going to be helpful. Like those kind of things is what I would expect. That's what you would expect. That's what I expected. Yeah. But let me share with you what I heard word for word. That's why we're all here today. By the way, I just want to say real quick, real quick. I just want to say what's interesting about this and I find really funny and interesting is you were on this huge emotional high. You're getting high five by your by your boss and you wanted more. (laughs) You wanted more accolades. I love it. I love it. But go ahead. Let's hear what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what they've ever been word for word. They said this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information. And make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Wow. Knife in the heart twist. I was in a state of shock. I mean, I, I just, I could not believe it. I snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall, said to myself, what did I do wrong? Right. I was professional. I was competent. I wasn't aggressive. I did everything I was taught to do by the sales gurus, the books at home, listening to the car, tapes in my car. Everything I'm supposed to do, and, and and ask myself this question first of all. You know, I realized at that moment that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth hmm. to people who sell. Yeah, right. It's yeah. okay to say things like "sounds good," send me information. I'm definitely interested. Oh wait, send hmm. me a proposal without any intention at all of buying. Yeah. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I'd be okay with that. And I realized here's the reason why this game is going on is because typically buyers and prospects are afraid to tell us the truth because there is this invisible river of pressure that flows underneath every sales chat we have with someone. And their guard is up. They're ready to be sold. They're, they know they're, they're going to be sold by somebody. And they're so attentive and so sensitive to anybody that comes across with an agenda to sell something that their guard goes up and they shut down when they feel the pressure. So what I discovered was if I can figure out a system and a method to remove the pressure from the sales process, I can allow both parties to come together and build enough trust with each other to tell each other the truth. And that became my whole unlock the game premise 20 years ago, the revolution around trust-based selling. Yeah, boy, that's you're exactly right. And I was really hoping that when you were saying, why were they afraid to tell you the truth? I was hoping you would go exactly where you did. And it, and I, because I, in my brain, I was saying, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was saying, I know exactly why people feel like they can't tell the truth because it's like, uh, now I have to take in a whole nother round of, of pressure and beating. And yep. like, you want to, you want it to be over with because you don't want that the hard sale to come next. Right. Correct. Um, it's a hundred percent right. So I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested on how, because we are all taught, and I'm not, I'm not a uh, a trained salesman. I am not. I don't come from the world of sales per se, but I'm an entrepreneur. And so for, there was a while, there was a period of my business as I was building it where I was forced to be the sales department because it, I was every department. It was just me. And before I hired really great salespeople, I had to do it. And I know what people are told. And if you do a cursory check of the sales websites and go on YouTube, it's like you know, it's very kind of aggressive, like don't take no, like, you know, take no prisoners, knock the fo- the, no- the door down with your with your foot. So how how does one make it not feel uh, that pressure the, on the on the on the side of the person who's being sold for lack of a better way of saying it, the your person you're, you're trying to sell? How do you make them not feel that pressure? And by the way, you work with salespeople, okay? 
sales is typically a commission uh, occupation. And so when people feel like their ability to, to pay the bills is on the line, how do you keep that animal instinct in check where they just want to go for it hard? Well, you can still be ambitious. You can still have goals. You can still go for those goals, but you're not allowed to transfer that pressure from you to the other person over the phone. And how you stop that pressure from flowing to them is you have to, we have to first work on cleaning up the mental hard drive of what we believe selling is all about. Hmm. And that goes to addressing the sales myths that I think are embedded in most of your listeners' minds right now of why they're stuck in this kind of mode of slow motion selling where it gets yeah. so hard and difficult. And one of those key myths, and I'm sure you've heard this before in your career, is this one, that sales is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's supposed to be the more contacts you make, the more calls you make, the higher chances of making a sale. Right. That's the yeah. typical thinking around this. Yep. Well, we discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore, how many calls you make. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are, at how many calls you made. Yeah, that's the yeah. first flip. The second flip is this one that we believe and been taught over the years that the sale is lost at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before you had a deal pending. It looked good, mm-hmm. perfect, like cross, and then they just dropped out. Like, what the heck? It, you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a perfect deal here. And we discovered in our research that the sale is not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's now lost at the beginning, at mm-hmm. hello. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? How do I get out of this call? It's over at hello. Yeah. And uh, I'm not suggesting that your folks all do outbound calling, but I will suggest that many of them are losing their opportunities at the beginning of their process Mm. and not at the end, which is a real flip in how we think about sales. And the last one's a big one. The idea that rejection is part of the game. If you can't take a no, if you're not thick-skinned enough, if you're not tough enough to get out there and keep going, sound familiar from the old sales manager from the old days who got beat up all the time saying, you can't take a no. Well, you know, you're not going to believe this. We discovered that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do that cause the other person to put their guard up and push back on you. And I'll share with you what those triggers are today, which will blow your mind and probably hopefully transform people to realize, oh my God, this whole time I've been sleepwalking, selling the old way. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's dig in just a little bit more to some of those concepts. So what, what do people most often do wrong at the beginning of the conversation that helps them or uh, contributes to them not getting the sale? Well, what, well, first thing has, what they do is, They put their own agenda in their mind. Now, even though they're trying to be authentic on the phone call, the back of their mind is still thinking, is he qualified? Will he keep moving forward? I hope we get the opportunity. I need a sale. See, we have to shift our mindset and detach from our own goal and put ourselves 100% into their world where we can be present with them. So the first shift here is a mindset shift, which is letting go of your agenda and focusing in on them. That's the first pivot that has to happen. The second pivot is you have to have what I call a different language set. So we invented our own, what we call trust-based languaging. Our own words and phrases that replace sales languaging that we all know that does not trigger off alarms to go off 
yeah. puts their guard up. And the combination of the language, which I'll give you some today, Good. and the mindset, what creates this beautiful, natural conversation that's stress-free without pressure. Okay. I would like to hear some of that language in contrast to what it's replacing. That'd be awesome. Sure. So why don't you, let me ask you a question. What, what's a typical uh, approach that your folks would use when they're calling somebody over the phone? How would they begin a call typically? What would they say? Do you know? Um, a, a lot of our calls are, are inbound, but if we go outbound wise, we do identify ourselves, ask them how they're doing. We start off by asking them if they have a home that they own. You know, so we're let, trying to let, let's, 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 let's role play for a second. Sure. So hello, this is Ari. What, what do you guys usually say? Hi, how are you What's doing today? Uh, oh, good. Thank you. Hey, listen, I don't want to take up a lot of your time and I know this is out of the blue, but I'm just calling to find out if you are an, a homeowner who is interested uh, in potentially I, I, selling I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. Thank you. All right, so just hold on a second. I'm playing with you a little bit. Okay. So when you just said, hi, how are you today? And I don't know your voice and who you are, immediately my guard goes up. Yeah. If I knew if you were friends or family, I'd be fine. But your guard went up. Then you went to an introduction, which is basically uh, this sort of long introduction to what this is all about. It's yeah. already over right there. Yeah. So taking your approach, what we would do with that, we start like this. Hi, Mike. <clears throat> My name's Ari, and I'm hoping you can help me out for a moment. Okay, how can I do that? Okay, so the human nature is to say, just like you did, how can I help you? Because the key is remove every trigger that associates you with the negative salesperson stereotype. And when you say, hi, how are you today? They don't know who you are. It is over. You're hitting the wall because their yeah. alarms go off and go, whoa, right? Yeah. And so so you want to start the dialogue with a two-way conversation where you're in, they're entering your world. So when I say, I'm hoping you could help me out for a moment. Yeah. Human nature is, is to come into the call like this. Yes. How can I help you? Yeah. That's called a connection at hello. Then you say, I'm just giving you a call to see if you'd be open to the possibility of considering the idea of ever potentially moving or selling your home at some point in the future. I just want to be open to that. See, the word open replaces the word interested. Yeah. Interested is a sales word. So I'm just playing with Wicked Wicked Massage, but yeah. the point yeah, here yeah, is yeah. you strip everything out that sounds like the stereotype. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're right. Even the way I opened it, my initial reaction would be, "Get to the point. What do you? Well, who is this? What do you want? Right? Like, I, don't ask me about my day or how I'm doing because you don't know me. Right? You're totally right. But it feels like that's the greeting. You know, that's how you start a conversation. So, yeah, hundred percent. I, you know, we we go into homes and we chatted for briefly before we hopped on here live, and the typical customer, client, whatever you want to call it. It's not really what we call it, but in the sales, traditional sales word, client or customer is a homeowner who not wants to sell their house. They need to sell their house. And the reason sure. they need to sell their house is not because it's in great shape and they've done their due diligence and it's top of the market. No, they're having a life event or they've been having several life events that have led them to the point that the only solution for them is to sell. And so you know, one thing I think maybe I have done right intuitively, my team, is we've told them if you go in there and in the, you know if you're there for an hour, if you bring up the sales price or start that discussion 
in the first 45 minutes, you're dead because you haven't figured out what their issue is, what their problem is, what their challenge yes. is. You haven't exactly. figured out how to help them. So um, in that context, talking to a homeowner that let's just say we'll take a, t- a typical example. Um, they have so much deferred maintenance. They can't possibly keep up with the house. It's just they've lost control. It's out of it's out of control, bad shape. And they need to sell. Price isn't always their biggest thing. Getting out from underneath the issue yes. that they're having is, is the biggest thing. That, yes, that's a that, typical that scenario. And you're right because what you're where you're going there is what I call getting to the truth, finding out what the real deep reason is is why they want to make that move, and that's great because that that lends itself to trust building when you start the conversation starting from their point of view, not from your point of view. Yeah. So you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. We we had just to give the listeners a really good example of, of a really bad scenario. We had one of our one of our uh, folks were in there um, taught having an appointment, and another person, another home buyer, another investor showed up in the middle of his appointment, and uh, he got out of his car. He was wearing a suit. He was driving a Mercedes. He didn't turn the Mercedes off. He left it running. Came in the house, walked it, shot a price out at him. They said, didn't think they were going to be able to sell for that. He got back in his car and left, never turned it off. Like that is, and I just said, if you ever, oh. ever do anything even close to that, I'm never going to have you go out on an appointment for me again, right? It's just like the worst, all the worst messages in the world were being thrown at this seller. You've, you've got to let them know you care about them. Yeah. And this is the missing component in, in, in the sales world is that we don't have a way to convey to people that we care about them. Because we're so caught up making that sale. Yeah. It's almost like a doctor-patient relationship. Yeah. Where you're the doctor and they're the patient, right? The first thing the doctor wants to know is, where does it hurt? Yeah. They don't want to become your friend. They don't try to build a relationship with you. They just want to know where. Let's focus on what your issue is right now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And that's hard for people in sales because we're so caught up in, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like being authentic and truly caring, it's not something you can just turn on. Like you have to really experience it and, and it can't be rushed. You know, it has to be authentic, you know, you in, in doing some research and digging into your world prior to, to hopping on here and meeting you. Um, I know that you talk about something called the one call sale. So how it seems in conflict to have a one call sale, but yet establish this authentic, you know, care, like how, how do you work those two, this, this implied speed with this implied slow, taking it slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the first impression when you hear that term is you, it feels like a compressed pressure cooker. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it feels incongruent to you at first. Yeah. Um, because that's what we imagined it to be. We just met somebody. How are we going to shove all this in into one conversation without anyone feeling odd about it? Correct. Or awkward? Yes. So, our whole model is designed to basically flip that equation. So at hello, you build trust with them in a way they've never been approached before. And what you do is you, what I call, go down the iceberg with them. You basically unpack and amplify their issue and help them understand the impact of it and ask this question to them, which is this. Is this a priority for you to, to address, to solve, to sell your home once and for all? Or is it something you have to deal with for the long term and see what happens, what comes your way? And I'm yeah. okay either way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that sort of like gets to the bottom of the iceberg. They go, no, no, this is a priority. 
Yeah. I said, well, yeah. let's 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 talk this through together. So it's the approach itself that's timeless, and there's no pressure closing. What the one call sale is all about is building a deep enough connection where they resonate with you and they say to themselves, "Man, this guy's not even trying to sell me anything. He's just he's so different. He just he feels so real. He's not like everyone else who called this morning who's trying to close me. Yeah. I like yeah. him." And then you you onboard them from there. Yeah. That's great. That's so great. Let's talk about uh, unlocking the sales game. The the principles in your program, um, what is it about and, and how does it help people get better in this arena? Sure. So we have two core principles and I'll give you some examples now of how to use this in real time with our languaging as well. So Perfect. our first core principle is the idea of always taking the pressure out of the process of the conversation. I call it diffusing pressure. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're having a first call with somebody over the phone. And they're a good, good chemistry, could be a good fit, definitely an opportunity pending there. And the call kind of comes to a close. Uh, normally in sales, we say things like what? How about we, I come over, how about we get together? Sure. How about I send you a contract? See, we're conditioned to move things which yeah. direction? Forward, yeah. Forward. Yeah. But what happens if you attempt to move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet? They resist. You break the trust right there at yeah. the beginning. So same scenario. Our approach and our languaging. Call's going well, good chemistry, could be a good fit. Call comes to a close. Brian's saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? Hmm. And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Yeah. Now, what does that do to the moment between the buyer and seller, what's happening there? Well, it certainly gives the it gives the seller the the control. You're shifting the power. Yeah. And when you say to somebody, "Where do you think we should go from here?" They're usually in a state of shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. They can't believe somebody actually would ask them what they want to do. They're so used to people calling and saying, "Hey, let's go here." Yeah. Yep. And it's over right there. But when you say that to someone, what happens? They say things like, um, I, I've got one more question. Or what about this? You know what comes out? The truth. Huh. And that's the whole goal. The goal is to shift your mindset and languaging so that you build a moment of vulnerability so they feel comfortable opening up to you right there and then yeah. so you know where you stand. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool because... I know nobody's doing that. And I, I've talked to so many sales folks in my industry, and that's not a strategy I've ever heard anyone do. In fact, I've heard the opposite. You need to lead them. They don't know what they want. You need to tell them no, what they need. No, don't ever do that. That's the biggest mistake in the world. Now, what did you notice when I said, where do you think we should go from here? And, and the way I delivered that. It's slow. Very slow and calm. Pausing calm and a soft voice yeah delivery is half of the trust see we were like hey what do you mean you go from here yeah yeah see we're, we're so pumped up we're like <laughs> we're are, we're already on step number 10 yeah and they know you're not being present yeah that's why you gotta you gotta stay calm and centered you gotta lower your voice and be centered and relaxed otherwise if they feel any momentum from you anywhere in the conversation 
it's over. So is the is the instinct then to slow you down when you speed up as a salesperson? Is that is that the dynamic that's happening there with your enthusiasm and your your momentum? Is it is it like is it just like that human nature that they want to like you're so excited they need to temper that with a little bit of caution and, and resistance? When they sense your enthusiasm premature to their enthusiasm, <laughs> immediately the sales alarms go off. Premature enthusiasm. Let's <laughs> There you go, right. What they're thinking is all he cares about is the next step. Yeah. He doesn't care about me. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. In our industry, um, it just so happens our clients or the sellers, however you want to put it, tend to be older, generally speaking. If we talk to 100 people with homes to sell, you know, th- the average age will be 60. You know what I mean? They're, they're on the older and then yeah, certainly a lot older than that. Is there any difference in your approach? Is there any any specific tips that we can give folks when you're dealing with the elderly community? Go even slower. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because when you were talking so slow and soft, that's what triggered my thought. Like, this seems like a great approach for older folks, you know, just... Look, I, I know at first when you're listening and hearing this, you're probably going, damn, that is so slow. It feels so weird to me. Yeah. Because it feels weird because you're so teed up. You've got what I call sales armor on. You know what sales armor is? We leave home. We put the armor on. We print it. We're getting for the, for, the, for the bullets. We're like, we're teed up. We're ready for the battle. We're like, yeah. okay, I'm making that call right now. Here I go. I'm going to do what Mike told me. To. And you're like, lose all your authenticity. And they know that within three seconds, it's over right there. Yeah. Let me ask you one, one last thing I want to find out. Because again, I, I told you when I got started, I was the sales department and I really have no business being in sales. I don't feel like I'm great at it and I don't love it. So it's probably not a place I should spend a lot of time. But do you feel like sales folks are born or can they be made? Is there an element of a of a person's DNA that really needs to be conducive to the sales process? Or do you feel like you could take anybody and make them a great salesperson? Well, it depends how you define the selling. So if you're selling the old way, then it can both both directions. But if you're doing it this authentic way, you have to be open to want to change and detox from your old way of thinking. Yeah. It is a transformation yeah. that has to occur here. Uh, there is a letting go of what all these years and how you've been taught to do something. Yeah. You got to be bra- have the courage and brave enough to go, you know what? I'm going to fall on my sword and realize I'm the problem here, not yeah. them. It's my approach that's the problem. Yeah, And that takes a lot of guts. And confidence. Say to yourself, you know what? After 20 years in this business, I got to learn from the beginning how to build trust. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We got a lot of folks trying to do it the old way. And I think the new way is definitely the way to go. Listen, it's been awesome uh, getting to know you and chatting with you a bit. How can people find you? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you or get into your world? Sure. Best thing is straight to unlockthegame.com. Just like it sounds, unlockthegame.com. My books are there. A free intro course is there. You can reach out to us for a consultation. And also I do a live uh, streaming show once a month called Stump the Guru. I saw that. Uh, uh, on LinkedIn, you can you can get on there live, try and knock me over with one of your toughest questions. <laughs> uh, and just connect with me on LinkedIn. Say hello. Let me know your name and we'll say hello. We'll go from there. That's awesome. I love that concept, Stump the Guru. It's so cool. Guys, get on there and try to stump them. Go find them. It's unlockthegame.com. We're going to have all of this in the show notes. And uh, so you don't have to pull over or stop running on the treadmill. We'll have it for you. Uh, Ari, this has been a lot of fun. It's been super educational. I love your approach. Anybody who has authenticity as their leading principle has got to be a great guy in my book. So thank you for doing this. And it was awesome to get to know you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. 
All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Ari's a good guy, and uh, like I said to him on the on the show, uh, anybody who puts trust, authenticity, help, and all that ahead of just like cold, hard sales numbers, I think is a good dude and someone you should be listening to. And he's been doing this a long time. He is a very sought after speaker in this exact subject, sales, but not the traditional hardcore in your face, knock down the door sales, more of an authenticity approach, caring, sitting down, understanding, getting to the truth of the issues that people are dealing with so that you can best help them. And I think that's a great lesson in your sales strategy in your company. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Go out there and make it happen for yourself. I cannot wait to hear your success stories when you go and implement this strategy. We'll see you next time.